I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code first. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round to recap for this week's Valero Texas Open. And joining me to break it all down from the studio, it's Greg Ducharme. What up, Greg? Oh, Rick, I'm uh, happy to be here in studio. Um, yeah, this is where this is where we film course records. So pretty cool to be here. Uh, but Valero Texas Open is um, kind of getting exciting, wouldn't you say? Uh, I would say so. We've got some names lingering at the top. We've got tr guys trying to play spoiler for our Jordan Spieth Sunday, and it's going to be a ton of fun. But yeah, this is Greg. You are in just like your absolute best form in course record with the Madonna mic. I, I can't get over this. I'm so stoked yeah, about it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Madonna <laughs> mic. It gives me a little room. I can move around. I can I can turn around and look point out. You know, I, I it gives me yeah, a lot of true. motion. Sometimes with the with the pod mic, I feel I'm I'm a little locked down. Down. When we first started, before we did YouTube and had video on it, I was uh, I would stand. I never would sit down. I'd walk mm. around. I'd have the the Madonna on and just and and literally pace around. There were times I even did it on the cell phone. So it's nice to have a little bit of freedom in here, a little bit of wiggle room. And next week, Rick, on Wednesday, um, this is Michael Breed Studio, who does co its course record with Michael Breed, uh, and and he's going to be with us so we'll have a little two shot in here rick you'll be with us and we'll we'll have a little uh live stream going on wednesday so i'm really looking forward to that it's going to be absolutely awesome looking forward to it it'll it might be madness greg we'll see how things go but it is still madness time in the sports world with the ncaa tournament as crazy as ever but you're diehard sports fans which means you want to stay in the know with all sports and that's where cbs sports hq is your streaming answer just think about what's on tap this week alone nfl draft and offseason coverage bellator 255 that's tonight they have highlights and of course un matched breaking news coverage we could go on and on but you get it sports never sleeps and neither does cbs sports hq it's available on your computer your phone via the cbs sports app and your connected tv i personally leave it on all day long and if you live and breathe sports i encourage you to as well you know who was living and breathing golf on Friday, Greg? It was Cameron Tringale who goes out and fires a three under 69 to move two shots clear of his closest chaser, holding the 36-hole lead at nine under par. Yeah, he played a really clean round yesterday. Just the one bogey yesterday. And then, so he's in great shape, right? He's at six under par. He starts off today 
uh, opens bogey bogey starting on 10 and things don't all of a sudden he's down at four under par. Things don't really look great for I mean, Camillo's at eight under. So all of a sudden he's well back and then he just decides to make it all up. Right. Like we always say, Hey, it's, you know, it's 72 holes. You got to take, take your time. You're not in any rush to get it all back after Friday. Well, he said, you know what? I, I don't, I don't really have time for that. I'm just going to go ahead and make five birdies in a row. So he nice. birdied 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, um, which was his first nine of the day. And and then he went on to birdie number two and get to 10 under. He would end the day at nine under. So, yeah, right now your leader. And, Rick, it was really – he did a lot of it with his iron play, right? Another yep. day, both round one and round two, he gained over three strokes approaching the green and um, and ranked fifth in the category. So another really solid iron day for Tringali. That's right. Three strokes on approach, another one and a half with the flat stick. That is going to go a long way. And Greg, I was thinking when you were talking there, uh, maybe the reason that I've never made five straight birdies is because I never said, you know what? I'm just going to make five straight birdies right now. That's never even popped into my head as an option. Uh, Cameron Tringale thinks it goes out and does it. Yeah. And, and it make, kind of makes you wonder why doesn't he, why doesn't <laughs> Jordan Spieth? Or any why why don't these guys just go out there and do just make all the birdie just birdie every hole right I mean just and you can do anything you put your mind to right Rick seems a lot easier if they would just birdie every single one speaking of Jordan Spieth we enter the weekends with him two shots back of Cameron Tringale he posts a two under seventy on Friday that started like a bat out of hell Greg he birdies his first two holes he makes the turn runs into trouble with a bogey at eleven another at thirteen so he steps on fourteen t at even par and he's able to get two more birdies coming in to kind of I don't want to say salvage this round because two under it's it's a great round on the day but things were kind of sideways and he was able to put the, the wheels back on yeah there's an element of uh of sloppiness out there right i mean he hits eight of 18 greens which doesn't look great uh, as a number he loses uh, about a half a shot approaching the green which is something he really hasn't been doing as you and kyle were talking about last night the iron play has been fantastic so he, that well, that wasn't great today it was a little sloppy but a lot of those shots were missed just off the green they were kind of simple places and it allowed him to get up and down 80% of the time. He's eight of 10 um, in scrambling for the day. So that was, that was impressive. That was really good. He hit a lot of really good shots. The one at 17 from just short of the green nearly goes in and hits the flag stick. So it, it's a positive sign for me without doubt. Cause he kind of yesterday he didn't drive it great, but he was great with his irons today. He drove it maybe a little bit better. Um, maybe a little bit about, about the same, a slight, a little better, I would say, from the eye test. Um, doesn't hit it great with irons, but scrambles, and he gets up and down. And that's what Jordan Spieth does when he when he's really good. When Jordan is really good like he is right now, when he contends every week, when he has a bad day, he turns it into a good day, whether it's with scrambling or, or whether he's hitting the ball great. It doesn't really matter. He's able to – he knows how to get the ball in the hole as well as anybody. I mean, with the exception of Tiger and probably Phil, I haven't seen anybody score the way Jordan Spieth scores on a regular basis. We just had a kind of a, a three-year hiatus from that. But he, and even in that three-year hiatus, he still was able to manufacture some incredible scores when he was playing really poorly. So I, I think it's still a very good sign for Jordan.
I'm glad you mentioned uh, the fact that he is contending every single week because Justin Ray let us know this stat. Since February 1st, Jordan Spieth has been inside the top 10 through 36 holes on five separate occasions. Think about that. That's only two months. He hasn't played every single week. He's been inside the top 10 five different times going into the weekend. Matt Fitzpatrick is second on that list. He's done it three times. And then there's 14 others with two. So Greg, you know, the saying is uh, you keep knocking on the door. Eventually it's going to open. Might this be the week that the door opens for Jordan Speed? Yeah, I really, I think there's a strong possibility of it because we haven't seen his best stuff yet. And I have confidence from the prior weeks. So, I mean, it, we were talking about waste management, AT&T, Pebble Beach, Pro-Am, um, Arnold Palmer Invitational. That's three of them. This would be a, a fourth. And the other must have been, um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It wasn't it a WGC. Genesis? It would have been Genesis. That's yeah. right. So all of those events, he's right there in the mix. Um, this one, he doesn't have his best stuff. I mean, he hit nine greens yesterday. He hit, even though he gained approaching the green, he he had nine birdie putts today. He had eight, so he's he's not he doesn't yeah. really have his best stuff. And I think based on that statistic you just gave, he really has a chance to bring his best stuff tomorrow and Sunday. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does when when you have your B game or C game, and it, it's set all the time. When you have your B game or C game and you're within two of the lead it's a good sign of things to come. So uh, Jordan Spieth should be really confident right now. Cameron Chingale is going to take the lead into the weekend at nine under two shots back, both Matt Wallace and Jordan Spieth. Then two behind those guys is a, a group. Uh, it's Kevin Stadler. It's Kyle Stanley. It's Brad Snedeker. And it's Eric Fun Royan, Greg, who uh, shot a 68 on Friday. But the notable thing, he's back in the joggers, baby. Your thoughts on EVR's joggers. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe the uh, <laughs> ankles are a little. You got to let them breathe a little bit. I don't. I, I don't quite get it. Um, I, you know, you, the guy you really got to talk to about this is is Mark. Maybe there's a little cultural. I, I think it's got to be a South African thing. We never see Mark's shoes. We don't see below his. Um, you know, we don't see below yeah. the desk for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mark's wearing those uh, every once Definitely. in a while when he walks around. So I'd like to ask him about it. My thoughts. I mean, look, I'm. I'm wearing full length pants and I got high socks on too. So I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a joggers guy. I'm, I'm not, I'm not for it. The thing with the joggers are um, it, it really magnifies your shoe game because your shoes are now much more on display. If you've got bad shoes, uh, you're in trouble. So like when Ricky was wearing the joggers with the high tops, that was a look, right? He, he really, he didn't lean into it. He dove head first into that look. So I think it actually is not so much even about the joggers, Greg. It's about the shoes you're wearing. Yeah. It, look, the thing <laughs> that bothers me is the space between the joggers and <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have space between your shoes or whatever you're wearing on your lower half, um, it's got to be at least a full shin to me. And when you get to where, you know, you look at the things that cross the line for me, it would be Tiger Woods wearing pants, that, shorts that are below the knee. Okay, that's too, that's too long. Maybe if they're athletic shorts and you're in a basketball game, I can understand that. Still, my preference is at the knee or slightly above. So you go, you're, you have to see at least a shin. Uh, and when you can see a whole shin, I'm okay with it. When you have less than a shin, which is either a jogger where you only see an ankle, 
very, very small amount that's visible or really baggy shorts. Well, now I, I'm not a huge fan of that. So um, I, you got to choose one or the other. Is this, is it a, is it a Capri? Is it a baseball pant? Are you missing high size? I don't know. There's something missing. And I think it's just a couple of inches on the, the length of his pants. <laughs> I love it. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We are going to look at the William Hill odds and see if there's any value heading into the weekend uh, for who can win the Valero Texas Open. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And we're back. Let's look at the betting board. But before we do that, Greg, um, you know, we had a special guest pick your son said TPJ (laughs) TPJ's the guy. Um, not so good. 13 over and currently uh, second yeah. from DFL. So, so I'm going to, I'm going, uh, well, thank you for that. I'm going to have to have a talk <laughs> with him later. And the talk will be, I'm not upset. I'm actually quite thrilled. I want to keep him away from the sports gambling place um, for quite some time, maybe until he's third. You know, I had a friend of mine once tell me that he, he had his third child and he told his dad dad we're pregnant again with our with our third and his dad he was 37 at the time and his dad said what are you thinking about it's it's a 40 year commitment so i i would have <laughs> at least 40 years to tell him you know what kind of things he can and can't do and i'm gonna, i will remind him of this moment next time he tries to say i'm i'm getting into sports betting all right, fair enough. Well, we're going to get into sports betting right now. William Hill has installed Jordan Spieth, who is two shots back heading into the weekend as the favorite to win the Valero Texas Open. He is two to one. Cameron Tringali, your current leader, 275 plus 275. So that's 2.75 to one on your money. And then Matt Wallace, who is there with Jordan Spieth at seven under, they're the only guys in single digits because Wallace is eight under so a lot of respect for spieth who is two shots back greg but uh heavily the favorite on on will hill yeah and i can understand that i mean he's the guy's won what 11 times on the pga tour he's won three major championships he's worthy in this group of being the favorite absolutely and and two shots behind one guy is is nothing it can happen in it can happen in a single hole. So um, I, I do think that's fair. Another guy I'm looking at, you look at a Charlie Hoffman, who's at uh, 28 to one right now. And and he's sitting at a great round today. Round, I believe the round of the day today, he shot six under. So um, was, I yeah. give him a lot of credit for that performance. Um, then you go down, get into like the 150 to one range and you, you get Adam Hadwin, who's not pictured there. Oh I'm not sure God. why yeah. he's at one. I, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why either. He's sitting at one under and I, I don't know how far back I'm, I'm half joking about Hadwin here, but how far back do you think is too far back, Rick? 
All right. Well, actually, I, I think a lot of guys are still in this. So round one played uh, a shot, nearly a shot and a half over par. Um, round two played just a hair over a stroke over par. So so if you go out and shoot like a Charlie Hoffman, uh, four, five, six under par, you're going to make a big move, which is usually good. Then you have the gap from Tringale, which is two shots, and then two more guys with two shots. So so really, those, those three golfers uh, might not extend here. So if you're within arm's reach of five under par, you're certainly in this thing. I actually don't I, – I think the one-unders are still alive. Like, like I don't think yeah, Adam Hadwin's going to win it, but the one-unders are certainly still alive. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at um, – you're in tied 23rd. If you're one under, you're tied 23rd. So you got to pass 22 guys when scoring average is around – look, I mean, it's around – a little over par is um, – Look, that's high. A scoring average of 73 is really high when you have four par fives. But the par fives don't play that they don't play as easy as they normally do. And I think that's why this is one of the tougher par 72s on the PGA Tour because the par fives are so long. And when yeah. you get wind, they they be, they get out of range. So that means that there's no easy birdies. There may be one or two a day, but there's it's not like there's four holes that you feel like you should birdie every time you go play so that really opens the field up and as you said rick a 66 goes a long way and if you're adam hadwin and you go shoot 66 tomorrow you end up at seven under that could be tied for the it could really realistically be tied for the lead yeah even if you shoot a 68 on saturday you probably gain five and a half shots on the field you at least get yourself right back in the mix right. of things and it's certainly possible that one of the guys in that tie for for 23 are going to do that the one that is is somewhat interesting brandon hagee we've seen his name pop up quite a bit he leads the field in strokes gained t to green this week he's gaining in every single category he's been great off the tee he's been great on approach and oh yes by the way losing over two strokes putting if he can figure that out and run hot over the course course of the weekend he is sitting there at 50 to one that's kind of interesting but there are yeah I, I i think i think we're gonna see a lot of movement so most weeks we turn into the we turn into the weekend and, it, and it's kind of already like ah it's probably going to be one of these three or four guys i think you could see a pretty big flip tomorrow even even if it is spieth and tringale still near the top of the board or whatever i think the the next group of guys like i think there's gonna be a lot of movement on saturday yeah i would agree with that you look at what camilo did today he shot four over um you had um you had scotty scheffler shoot four under yesterday and then shoot uh six over today shot 78 yeah. today so I, I i agree with you rick there's a lot of mo a high score like a 77 a 78 is out there uh, even for a guy who feels like he's playing pretty well. So uh, I agree with you. There will be a lot of movement. There, one other guy that kind of is catching my eye. Um, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Would be, it'd be Kucher. Kucher's back at it again. And he seems to have found something where he's, he's playing a steady game like he did at the match play. Uh, if you call what he did at the match play steady, but that mm -hmm. kind of game seems to work out here. He made two, uh, made three birdies and a bogey today. And I think he's found something with a swing and I'm impressed with his stamina. And that's my biggest question, but I'm really impressed with his game. Yeah, I'm uh, I was certainly much, uh, much cooler on him heading into the week. He has already exceeded my expectations by being on the first page of the leaderboard through two rounds, but he's doing it. He's doing it in a pretty good way. I mean, he's gaining strokes in, in all four major categories. And, you know, even if he didn't find something necessarily that's awesome in his game at match play, just the confidence alone, right? Just just the ability to go out there, beat some of those guys. Uh, you might still be riding a little bit of a high heading into this week. So, yeah, I do tip my cap to Kucher for what he's all already done this week and i don't
don't know if it's going to continue, but it was it's already much better than I thought. Yeah, I'd agree with. And I think he found the confidence before the match play. It just showed up at the match play for the first time. So uh, I don't think he's surprised. He's a veteran. He's a guy who's familiar with winning. I wouldn't look past him. Um, the only risk is that stamina. All right. That'll do it for the round two recap of the Valero Texas Open. Obviously, we'll be back after each and every round of this event, and there is about a million Masters pieces of content that are coming next week. So for now, let me thank producer Jacob for doing all the hard work behind the glass. Let me thank Greg Ducharme, who you can find on Twitter at the Real GFD. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.